0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, man, do I have the best deal for you. How about going with my friends at Online? This is one of the busiest times of year. College football, NFL, hockey is starting, NBA upcoming, baseball playoffs soon as well. Plus, hey, the Ryder Cup so you can lay some money down on Team USA as well. 50% off. Your welcome bonus today with Bet Online. Head on over to betonline.ag. That's betonline.ag. It's a 50% bonus up to $1,000 with our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. B L E A V. Bet Online. BetOnline.ag is the website. BetOnline, where the game starts. Fall is simply football season, and fans across the country are hoping that preseason hype leads to postseason success in the NFL. We'll see if early Super Bowl favorites like the Chiefs, Eagles, 49ers, and Bills can hold off up-and-comers, and And college football fans are wondering if Georgia will make it a three-peat or if top-ranked challengers like Michigan or Florida State can take home the national championship trophy. The college football and NFL seasons are defined by big plays, injuries, and coaching decisions. As a football fan, I also want to hear about the behind-the-scenes and off-field stories that shape the season. The football interviews and topics you hear on the ML Sports Platter are shaped by lessons learned at St. Bonaventure University. The online master of arts and sports journalism at St. Bonnie equips reporters and hosts for digital storytelling across the sports world. Students learn how to tell compelling stories through digital and traditional platforms. They are also encouraged to envision the future of sports journalism with their capstone projects. This 100% online degree builds on decades of academic excellence, and I'm a proud Bonnie, and I can tell you that you can join me in a growing list of notable graduates, including the New York Post's Mike Vaccaro and ESPN's Raina Banks. In fact, you'll hear from an accomplished alum or industry expert during video masterclasses in each course, contact an enrollment advisor at sbujournalism.com. That's sbujournalism.com today to learn more about the online master of sports journalism. That's sbujournalism.com. Hey, this is Linda Cohn from ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. ML Sports Platter is back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review as we are brought to you by our title sponsor, Stanley Law Offices. Together, they'll work to get you the maximum reward. Make sure you visit stanleylawoffices.com for more information. And of course, they are working in conjunction with Music for the Mission to help uh, people in need in and around Central New York. They've had some amazing, amazing events this time of year, you know, we're always trying to give thanks. It's the holiday season. You gotta give back. And I'll tell you what, why don't you donate to the Music for the Mission group? And I'll tell you what, it's not a lot of money. You can make a difference with five dollars. You can make a difference with a dollar, seriously, because every dollar counts with Music for the Mission. One dollar provides three meals for someone in need. And so the way I look at that, maybe spend five or ten bucks. You could help somebody out for a few weeks at a time or a few months at a time if you go up to even 10 or $15. So definitely donate today to Music for the Mission, a proud ML Sports Platter partner and a huge tip of the cap thank you as well to associate sponsors, Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company, Camillo's Golf Club, Rosie's Corner, Bowers & Company, CPAs, and our great friend Trey Waluski of Under Armour Golf. Folks, I can't say it enough, I've mentioned it a bunch here on the podcast and of course on Facebook as well. Trey is one of the great guys, man. And be sh- really be sure to buy your Under Armour Golf and other apparel direct from Trey Waluski and get your gear for wholesale as there's no middleman markup. And you can email Trey today at Trey PGA Sales at gmail.com. That's Trey, T-R-E-Y, P-G-A PGA Sales at gmail.com. Trey Waluski of Under Armour Golf is a proud ML Sports platter. Sponsor Well, the week lined up yet again. This is the Wednesday right before Thanksgiving. We have a triple header of football on Thanksgiving as per usual. And so I will recap last week and then I will preview this week as uh, we'll uh, we'll dive deep right now going into uh, uh, the recap here from week 11 way back on Thursday. Now, it's funny when I do these recaps the week before starting on Thursday. <laughs> it feels like five years ago and we start with Ravens. And Bengals from last week, which was a huge, huge, huge game in the AFC North, arguably the best division in all of football. And obviously, the story out of this game was the Joe Burrow situation. You know, he couldn't throw, and all the rest. And now he's out for the year, which is just a horrible, horrible um, situation for uh, Cincinnati. Um, you could see it right in the you know in the beginning. Uh, Cincinnati is now you know getting um, you know getting investigated by the league. Uh, and we'll see what happens. But this was just a devastating um, a situation for uh, the Bengals. And now, you know, you have to believe that they're probably not going to make the playoffs. I mean, I would be surprised if they made it uh, without um, Joe Burrow. But he left the, the, the game in the second quarter after throwing a touchdown pass. Wasn't able to return. Um, this was a, a, a really hard game, really, for both um teams from an injury standpoint now Lamar Jackson didn't go down for Baltimore but still they lost their tight end in in Mark Andrews and I heard some fool on a podcast talking well they're going to be fine the the offense is still a juggernaut and this and that they have Jay Flowers they have OBJ they have this and that and just totally like demeaning Mark Andrews and what he means to Lamar Jackson's pass game I mean he's a huge asset not just from a depth standpoint, he was also the number one fantasy tight end, by the way. Yeah, I had him on my team because that's, of course, how it goes for me late in the year. My fantasy team this time of year collapses worse than Syracuse football. Um, But you have a situation going on here where, you know, Andrews was a a big key cog here and a huge target. Um, And we'll see what happens with the investigation. We'll see what happens with Joe Burrow uh, moving forward. He'll be back next year, I'm sure. Uh, But just a a really, really hard, hard deal. Uh, A tough pill to swallow. And the Bengals have lost 14 consecutive regular season night games on the road, by the way. Holy cow. And Baltimore improved to 20-3 and at home in that situation since 2008. So those were some pretty big-time numbers uh, to see there um, in this game. Uh, it, It was just too much for Cincinnati. They didn't have Uh, You know, Sam Hubbard in this game, which hurt Uh, the ground game for Baltimore, kept humming. Um, Lamar was able to set up, you know, off that run game. OBJ looks phenomenal right now, by the way. The two ACLs not hurting him one bit. And as the games go on, the weather gets colder. The Baltimore Ravens seem to get stronger. And I would not want to go into M&T Bank Stadium in January as well. Um, and play these guys. They are now uh, four and two at home, eight and three overall. Patrick Queen, Roquan Smith, these tough as nails dudes. Ka- Kyle Van Noy, uh, all these guys, man. They sacked the Bengals five times. Great defensive play. <clears throat> they play as a unit. They play smart. They're well coached. They don't turn the ball over that much. They have Lamar Jackson playing at an MVP level. They have an unbelievable ground game. Baltimore right now is for sure a Super Bowl contender, and I would actually put them number one in the AFC as I record this, even over Kansas City, because they lost on Monday Night Football, and I'll get to that game in just a minute. All right, ripping through some more of these games, just a complete rock fight between the Browns and the Steelers. I give a lot of credit, though, to Cleveland. I mean, my goodness, you know, there's another quarterback going down for the year in terms of Deshaun Watson. You have Dorian Thompson-Robinson. I got to tell you, he might not be elite. He might not even be as good as the half-elite uh Deshaun Watson is currently I Deshaun Watson's a good quarterback right now he's he's nowhere near great but isn't it kind of refreshing if you're a Browns fan to have actually a good guy playing the position for a change (laughs) I mean seriously I know it's about more than that I know you have to put up the results but my god that guy crying at the end showing unbelievable humility and a love of the game and all the rest I, I really I really thought that was cool and Cleveland man seven and three five and one at home and listen with no elite quarterback play this year equaling an MVP, unless something else happens, and we have a lot of football left to play. Can we please start talking about Miles Garrett as the MVP of the NFL? I mean, honest to God, this guy is an absolute wrecking ball. I mean, a one man wrecking ball is Miles Garrett. Two more sacks on the year. <clears throat> he now has 22 solo tackles and 13 sacks and four forced fumbles. And by the way, that's been through a lot of double teams as well. Browns get it done. They beat the Steelers in a very tight AFC, 13-10. to 10. Lions come all the way back and beat the Bears' final big play, of course. Well, from who else? Your cornerstone defensive end, pass rusher in terms of Aiden Hutchinson. This guy is absolutely amazing. He is in the conversation with Garrett and Watt and Micah Parsons and other defensive guys who make that much of a difference. He's that good. And I keep saying it, man. Detroit keeps winning in different ways. They are right now a legitimate Super Bowl contender. They're for real. They have Amon Ross, St. Brown, Jared Goff. I know Goff was bad in the beginning, but he was strong late. They have Montgomery and Gibbs, the one-two punch. They kill you at the line of scrimmage. God, do they push you over. And the Bears just completely choked. But I don't know if that's a bad thing for the Bears. You got to keep your positioning for the draft. Right now, they have two of the first four picks in the NFL draft. They need to completely uh, clean house. I think... you know as hard as it would be to get everybody new in there again and all the rest they have got to do it uh and and you know what you need probably i mean do, do you go um do you go with a new general manager again i mean do you do you keep Ryan Poles i mean here's a guy who you know has been at at in the gm position um you know for what a couple of years here and i just they, they're just not getting better. <clears throat> you know, they're just not getting better. I mean, he's been, yeah, this is his second year. So, I mean, do you give him one more chance at the draft with all of the guys available? Um, you know, to me, it's very simple for the Bears. I think Justin Fields has shown enough to to stick around. I want to see what he does with people around him. I really do. And I said it last year as well. And I, I know that they made a lot of changes. I know that they made some changes on the line and all. But, you know, and they got DJ Moore. Um, but I still think he needs more. I still think he needs, he needs a lot more. And so I would go. I would go get Marvin Harrison Jr. You know, and I would go get a, a, a bunch of other people here uh, as well because I want to see the Bears get people to really give Justin Fields a chance so that we know. Pathetic game by the Chargers. I mean, Brandon Staley's post game stuff and running the defense and you know attacking fans the last couple of weeks. I mean, this guy's a total buffoon. He needs to be fired. Um, You know, the front office probably needs to be cleaned out as well. But they go into Green Bay. They had easily a million chances to win the game. And Justin Herbert just continues to... I don't know how he does it there. I mean, the drops, the nonsense, the head coach, horrible. I mean, how about that Austin Eckler fumble? How about the drop by Keenan Allen? I mean, just drops everywhere. And there's mistakes everywhere. And yet you're wasting this dude, Justin Herbert. I I just... Chargers are a mess. Packers 23-20 over... The Chargers. Dolphins get it done 20 to 13. Sometimes when your best unit, in this case, the offense fails, you need your other off your, you know, your other units to step up, and they did. The defense was great. Still got an unbelievable game, arcade-like from Hill uh, and Tuatunga to Viola. Um, for the most part. And a great game from Mostert, but it was the defense that did the talking, including Jalen Ramsey, who had two interceptions in this game. 31-19 Giants over the Commanders for one day and one day only. The Giants, boy, did they look like world beaters. Saquon Barkley all over the place. Slayton, the wide receiver. Could he be developing into a number one finally? And Tommy DeVito, really? How fitting, by the way, over the weekend that Dino Babers fired a Syracuse head coach and Dino, uh, uh, Dino's prized recruit in Tommy DeVito, a guy they could never scheme up anything for and develop at Syracuse, wins a game for the Giants. Isn't that something else? Cowboys 33-10 over the Panthers. You know the deal. Men versus boys there. Jaguars beat the Titans 34-14, and the Texans beat the Cardinals 21-16. So, yep, that is right. It lines up for a Week 12 12- Monster showdown for AFC South Supremacy. We never thought we would say that at the beginning of the year. Oh my goodness, the Texans. C.J. Stroud, legitimate MVP candidate, and of course... Rookie of the year going away. The Texans, when it was, this was a dogfight the entire game, but they just made more plays in the end. Tank Dell, what a throw to him. What a catch by Tank Dell. The offensive guys performing when it matters most. Devin Singletary's been huge the last two weeks on the ground. Houston now 6-4 and four and 4-1 four and one at home. And if you are a team, a fan of uh, many other teams, um, you know, in and around the AFC, you're going to want probably Jacksonville to beat Houston, I would think, to try to bump them out of the wild card race. 49ers, 27-14. Remember when they were hot and they were the best team in football and they lost three in a row and people forgot about them? Yeah, it's a long season, people. Now they've won two games in a row. They bludgeoned the Buccaneers. They bludgeoned the Jaguars last week. And listen... If it isn't Debo Samuel with the huge numbers receiver-wise, it's Brandon Ayuk, and that was the case here, and McCaffrey getting it done, and Brock Purdy, and the offensive line, and the movement, and the pre-snap stuff, and Purdy throwing darts and dimes and over the top and underneath, and Kittle at tight end. I mean, how do you contain this offense by Kyle Shanahan? I do not know. The defense coming at you from every which way. Baker Mayfield trying to do too much against Nick Bosa and Fred Warner, by the way. Eh, it's not a good idea. Forty ers roll four and one at home, seven and three overall. Twenty-seven fourteen over the Buccaneers. The Bills over the Jets, thirty-two to six. The Joe Brady offense. Looked better. Uh, I need to see it more than this small sample size, but the big differences: tempo, rhythm, timing, cohesion. Khalil Shakir using the middle of the field, using the short stuff, and a Josh Allen, you know, that was kind of getting after it and ultra-aggressive and wanted it more and was more confident. You could see it in his eyes and his expression in the beginning of the game. All that stuff led to the big throw, which was an 81-yarder to Khalil Shakir, where it was just an absolute friggin' rope. By Josh Allen, one of the greatest throws of his career. I am not joking. That is not hyperbole. And I am not living in the moment in terms of a cover three. uh, uh, Just an unbelievable sidearm whammy right into Shakir. He did the rest. Uh, You know, Diggs was in the slot. They used Cook way outside. And Allen waited, waited, and then wham! Just slingshot it in. Covering down with Sauce Gardner. I'm telling you, go watch that throw and go listen to the likes of Dan Orlovsky and others. Talk about that Allen throw. Remarkable. 32-6 to six Bills. They got a spark at least for one day with the firing of Ken Dorsey. We'll see if it keeps going. And they have the Eagles woo, this week and uh, still upcoming uh, trip to L.A. to face the Chargers. Not that they're any good, but the travel means something. And, of course, Dallas at home. As well, the Rams beat the Seahawks seventeen to sixteen in a game that I should have listened to the Pete Priscos of the world. They had the Rams in an upset all day long. My guy Mike Nuzo had an upset in this game in our pick'em league as well, and uh, the Rams, man, just really taking advantage of. Um, You know, a lot of, I think, plays that Seattle hasn't had as much this year. I always talk about them, you know, not making mistakes and not turning it over and not this and not that. Well, they did make some mistakes and they did have some crucial penalties. And, you know, Myers missed a potential game winning field goal. And so they made the, you know, more of the big, 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 big mistakes uh, in this game than uh, the Rams did. And that's why the result happened the way it did. Broncos 21 20 winners over the Vikings. Don't look now, but Russell Wilson now, multiple weeks in a row, he has been making Russ Seattle throws. that is all there is to it. The dude threw a dime to Cortland Sutton uh, for the sensational go-ahead TD. Now, Sutton had to go up and get it, obviously. I understand that. But, man alive, he did the same thing in Buffalo, the tiptoeing job and all the rest. And Sutton, I think, up along the sideline there um, was absolutely amazing, uh, you know, where he had to kind of pirouette and circle around and then and then just throw an absolute laser. He seems calm, cool, collected, poised, all those things that we saw in Seattle and uh, I'm just really, really impressed with Russell Wilson this year. And the Broncos have battled all the way back to 5-5. Five and five. Not sure if they're going to make the playoffs or not, but if you are a Bronco fan, I would feel really good about next year uh, and the fact that they're contending for a playoff spot right now after that start and everybody gave up on both Peyton and Russ. They said, nope, we're going to battle through this. We're going to figure this out. We're not trading people. They hang on to Judy. They hang on to Sutton. They hang on to all the defensive players. And now they're in it. <clears throat> they got a gift from the stupid Bills play uh, with 12 men on the field. And now the Broncos are competing at a high level for a playoff spot. Tough one for the Vikings. They had won a bunch in a row. And boy, do I love Josh Dobbs. I just love watching him play football. Kansas City loses to the Eagles on Monday Night Football 21-17. to Couple of cracks in the armor here. For the Kansas City Chiefs not executing, and of course, Valdez Scantling had a huge drop in this game. I don't want to hear about it with, the, well, Patrick Mahomes, the poor guy with the drops and all that. Hold my beer, says Josh Allen. Hold my beer, says Bills Mafia. Now, the Kansas City Chiefs do have the most drops in the NFL, but if you add fumbles and penalties and a defensive mindset and a lot of other things, I would like to think maybe the Bills have everybody topped, at least as playoff contenders. Uh, maybe it's just because I'm close to the vest there watching them more than anybody, but holy cow. Uh, this was, though, a poor execution game for the Kansas City Chiefs, and it's funny how it works, isn't it? Mahomes makes about four or five perfect throws, his guys drop the ball. Uh, Hertz makes a couple of plays, sure, but he underthrows Devontae Smith, and it doesn't matter. 41 yard catch setting up the, uh, you know, the, 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 the push, uh, TD. What am I trying to say? The, uh, city of brotherly push or whatever they're calling it. So, um, it's just one of those things, man, where the Eagles, they have not played A-plus football in every single phase of the game yet. They have great offensive quarters, and then the defense goes away, and then vice versa. Or they get a special teams play here, you know, short field, the offense doesn't have to work. The defense is maybe a little bit eh. Uh, They win games in the 30s. They win them low scoring. They... You know, they, they can win in a lot of different ways. And I think that is a sign of a good team. Um, actually, I think the Eagles are a great team, not a good team. They're a great team. But at some point, are we going to see the Eagles at that, you know, A-plus level in all phases like last year? And God Almighty, if we do, <clears throat> what's going to happen? I mean, who's going to be able to keep up with them? You know, and I'm very interested in the home field situation in the NFC as well. You know, San Fran, Philly, Detroit. It's going to be interesting. It really is. And for all that AFC stuff that we talked about, I think there's more teams potentially elite in the NFC, potentially. I think we have a lot of great teams and a lot of really good teams in the NFL this year. AFC was supposed to have more elite, right? Like the Jets with Rodgers, the Bills, Bengals, and Chiefs. Like the Ravens, you know, are on the precipice maybe of that elite status. They Going in, they might have been <clears throat> included in that category. So I just think we have a lot of really good and somewhat great in the AFC where I think we have great on the verge of elite with Eagles, Lions, and 49ers. I I really do. I think those three teams right now are the best teams in the NFL. Uh, Falcons, Colts, Patriots, and Saints were all off. Again, Falcons, Colts, Patriots, and Saints were all off. That's your week 11 recap in the NFL. Week 12 with the triple header of Thanksgiving, the preview coming up next here on the ML Sports Platter, brought to you by our great friends over at Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare. If you're in and around Central New York, Route 11 in Cicero, you can bring your dog for a day of play while you're at work or maybe just a, you know, kind of a long day vacation type of a thing. The official Doggy Daycare of the ML Sports Platter is Barks and Rec, Doggy Daycare, and thanks as well to Jammin' Beats, the Allen Angus Pub, Camillus Golf Club, and Liverpool Physical Therapy, aches, pains, PT, post-op, whatever you might need from your neck, shoulders, on down. They can hook you up. They got me back uh, almost 100% now for my dislocated shoulder. Still feeling a little bit of a twinge here and there, but hopefully it comes all the way back into place by the end of the year or early next. Liverpool Physical Therapy, getting it done on a daily basis, helping me out big time. Liverpool Physical Therapy, the official physical therapy of the ML Sports Platter. I'm going to preview this week in the NFL. It is already, already at week 12, if you can believe it. And Thanksgiving is here. The end of the year is coming up. Awfully hard to believe how fast time does fly. ML Sports Platter, presented by Stanley Law Offices, our title sponsor. Week 12 Preview in the National Football League is next. Here we go, week 12 in the NFL, brought to you by Stanley Law Offices, CH Insurance and Bonnet Sales and Service. A lot of great games and a lot of huge brands playing on Thanksgiving. And for a cha- change, for a change, the Lions playing on Thanksgiving and we're not going, ugh, because Detroit literally is a Super Bowl contender. Wow, did I just say that? Yeah, I just said that, just like I said uh, last week, that I'm going to eat at least three plates of Thanksgiving food before dessert even comes. And onward, I'll tell you what, man, these games are just so huge. They get bigger and bigger as we go week to week. Triple header on Thanksgiving. Packers at the Lions. This game should be a one-sided affair. Too much of everything that we've talked about. The Lions are a legit Super Bowl contender. Um, you know, on the road, Jordan Love. I just, my gosh, the offensive line of the Packers is so bad trying to hand I mean, what are they gonna do? Put four guys on Aiden Hutchinson and then the defense. So many holes there. I don't think the Packers are actually that far away. They're four and six right now. Bounce here, bounce there. Jordan Love plays a little bit better. I think he's all right, but I think like the Bear situation, I'd like to see him get a couple of other weapons. He hasn't had you know Christian Watson with him, you know, really all year as well. Um, you know, they need to get more pieces. They need their running backs have gotten old quick. Um, they need to get some more pieces, and I think this is a huge, huge, huge draft for Brian Guttenkist, uh, to be honest with you, because the the weapons are just not enough. I mean, you know, a- after a while here, I mean, they've gotten, what, seven games out of Watson. I mean, the tight end position's kind of weak. Uh, Dobbs and Reed just aren't going to do it for you on a daily. I mean, they got to have a number one. I think the Lions roll in this game on Thanksgiving. And uh, you know what? We're all treated on a holiday to one of the best teams in the NFL. yes. The Detroit Lions are one of the best teams in the NFL. They're favored by seven and a half. I think they blow it out of the park. 34 to 13 Detroit wins in the Motor City. Commanders at Cowboys. Again, I don't know how the Commanders are going to be able to keep up with the Dallas Cowboys in this game. CD Lamb goes off. Dak goes off. The Cowboys go off. I think they're going to get seven or eight sacks in this game as well as the commander offensive line has gotten progressively worse since week two and three as well. Uh, Really the first five weeks of the season they were hanging in there pretty good. But now, uh uh-uh. Although they got smoked by the Bills defensive line. I'm going to go Cowboys huge at home. Their favorite 10 and a half. Again, blowing it out of the water here. 30 to 10. 49ers on the road for Seattle. This game is huge because the 49ers are now back You know, in the national narrative, Super Bowl contender, they're hot, two in a row, and the Seahawks, people are counting against. And this, I'm telling you, I think this thing is going to be a dogfight. I think Seattle puts up a huge, huge fight against the Niners, but San Fran nips him in the end, 31 to 30 on a huge drive late. Brock Purdy takes him down. Friday night, standalone game, Amazon Prime. I can't say I'm going to watch a lot of this game. The Dolphins go into the Jets. I think it'll be a low-scoring game, though. That Jets defense keeps them in it, but eventually, too much Miami offense. Tua, Mostert, Hill, they get it done in this game, 23-6. to six. Zach Wilson has finally been benched. Oh, baby, Rock Fight City in the same stadium two days later. Giants hosting the Patriots. Bill Belichick. Comes back to uh, the place where he won two Super Bowls as D coordinator under Bill Parcells. And I'm actually going to take the Giants at home. I think Tommy DeVito keeps it going. Saquon Barkley finds a million gaps in that defense. And they get it done. Slayton Barkley, DeVito. Is this the new trio in New York? I'm just kidding. Uh, Give me the Giants 13-10 in an absolute... uh, I don't even know what to call this game, really. Uh, It's just awful. Saints at Falcons, two teams completely out of it, playing for pride, playing perhaps for draft stock. I'm not really sure. I'll go with the home team here, 16 to 13. Bengals at home without Joe Burrow welcoming in the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Bengals are still kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of in it, believe it or not, at 500 in the watered down playoff um, circuit. And I, in a weird way, think they're going to come out and win this game without Burrow playing for him and playing, you know, with people doubting him and all the rest. Give me Cincinnati in this game, 16-13, to 13, another beautiful rock fight with the Pittsburgh Steelers involved. Panthers at Titans, ugh brutal game. Let's go with the home team, 20 to 17, Tennessee. Buccaneers at Colts. The Colts are still very much in this thing. Buccaneers, this is probably your last stand, your last effort, and I actually think they get it done on the road. I'm going to trust that Mike Evans makes more plays than anybody in this football game. Buccaneers kick a late second field goal and win it 16 to 13. Battle for AFC South Supremacy. Jaguars and Texans, let's go. This game is going to be unbelievable. C.J. Stroud, Trevor Lawrence, speed superstars, uh uh, uh, great coaching. Uh, I can't wait for this game, actually. I think the Texans win it at home. I'm picking them. I just like the mojo. I like how they're playing for D'Amico Ryans and his staff and C.J. Stroud and the way he's playing. It's going to come down to a very simple thing in this game for me. Quarterback turnovers equaling short fields and making it really easy uh, for the opposition to score in these games. Uh, that's always kind of what it comes down to. One play here, one play there. Turnovers, red Red zone all that sort of stuff. I'm going to go Houston at home, 23 to 20. Browns at Broncos, a huge game. Denver in the playoff hunt. Browns certainly well in the playoff hunt at seven and three, but this is a road game. This is a tough game. And for anybody who's lost to Denver, anybody who's in the playoff hunt, I'm pretty sure you're going to want Cleveland here because you can't have Denver hanging around. And if you're a Bills fan, for example, you want, if you're a Cincy fan, if you're a Bills fan, if you're name the next team, if you're a Texan fan, you want the Broncos out of this thing. But I got news for you. I've... I have a weird feeling that they're going to win yet another game at home. Something's going on. Sean Payton has figured something out. Russell Wilson's throwing it great. Miles Garrett, can you come up with a couple more for us? I'm going to take Denver in this game, man, 20-17. to And I think the defense comes to play as well. And hey, for all the attention that Payton is getting, Russell Wilson's getting, got news for you. The Denver defense, they've held their own as well. They really have. Rams at Cardinals, irrelevant game here, but I'm going to take the home team uh, in the Cardinals. I think they make more plays. I really do like the way they fight. 27-24 27 to 24 Arizona Chiefs at the Raiders hungry pissed losing Monday night against Philadelphia they go in and beat a rival big time 31 to 13 the line there by the way is nine and a half I haven't mentioned the line on uh, some of the other games because they don't matter although Jaguars minus one that one matters Denver two minus two and a half that one matters I guess uh that's pretty much it Bills at Eagles huge huge game. For the Buffalo Bills in terms of the playoff rankings, and of course Philadelphia for seating and number one in the NFC, was last week a start of a streak? You know, for for the Bills, you know it, it, they are now playing playoff football the rest of the way. Um, you know, again, we haven't seen all three phases for the Philadelphia Eagles at once. A plus football, a plus football across the board. Um, hostile environment, late game, cold weather uh, hurts. And Allen, the ratings are going to be off the charts for this game on CBS. It's going to be a Nance Romo game again. Uh, you know, Josh Allen's got to stay controlled. The Joe Joe Brady offense has got to keep it going. Uh, the Bills need to get a pass rush of some kind. Uh, Sean McDermott's biggest problem in this game might be, and again, Philadelphia attacks defenses. It seems every week differently. With either A.J. Brown as a primary target or Devontae Smith as a primary target, leaving, you know, the tight end also open sometimes in terms of Goddard. Uh, The Bills, it's going to be a really hard game going at Philadelphia. Uh, DeAndre Swift is a tremendous, tremendous runner. The Bills have had trouble stopping the run as well. Um, I think the Bills play hard. I think they play with a lot of confidence. I think that they, um, you know, keep some things going here. I always seem to pick the Bills through my heart, but I'm picking the Eagles in this game. Um, the Eagles are just a team that figures out ways to win. They haven't lost at home yet, although you could say that too. Like, oh, well, you know, you're bound to lose at home. You're bound to lose overall. The Eagles have only had one other loss this year in terms of that. No, you know what? Screw it. I'm taking the Bills. I'm taking the Bills on the road. I'm going to take them on the road. Because I can't, I, I, I'm i trying to talk myself out of taking the Bills because of the whole Homer thing. But now that I look at it, the Eagles are 9-1 and overall. They're 4-0 and at home. Don't you have to lose again at some point? This team can't go 16-1, and one, can they? For not playing all three phases at A-plus level, they have to lose at some point. Um, I'm going to take the Bills close. A Tyler Bass field goal in the fourth quarter and a defensive turnover from somebody. I don't know who, but let's say an A.J. Epinesa sort of Leonard Floyd pass rush causes a, a pick by Jalen Hurts to Micah Hyde, perhaps, maybe. Somebody like that. I'm going to go Buffalo close, 24-23. to 23. Ravens at Chargers. The travel's the only thing that concerns me here with the Ravens, man, because the Chargers make too many mistakes to take them seriously. I'm going to go Baltimore close in this game, 21-20. Lamar Jackson, Gus Edwards in the gang they run it for over 250 yards and wear down the Chargers in this game. Finally, Bears at the Vikings should be a one-sided affair. Minnesota should be hungry as well, losing late and close to Denver. And they are very much in the thick of the playoff race. I'm going to go a little Josh Dobbs. Give me some Madison. Give me some awesome, awesome, awesome Viking offense here. Hawkinson getting it done. And, you know, like, is this finally the week that we get a little Justin Jefferson? Probably uh, bringing him back a little bit. Once they get him, you get, uh, you know, you get Madison rolling. You get Hawkinson and Jordan Addison. The Vikings are still very much in the playoff race. And uh, I- I'm going to take them in this football game big. 38-10. to 10. They crush the Chicago Bears at home. And oh, by the way, the Minnesota Vikings are right now the 7th wildcard team. In fact, I think the NFC is set with playoff teams. I think we've got all of our playoff teams. It's just a matter of jockeying for position. Eagles, Lions, Niners, Saints, Cowboys, Seahawks, Vikings are the teams right in a row there. And the only reason why the Saints are in number four is because obviously uh you have the situation with the you know with the division. So um that's where we're at. Eagles East, Lions North, Niners in the West, South for the Saints and then three wild cards. Cowboys Seahawks and Vikings, I don't see anybody overtaking anybody in that group. Packers, Rams, Falcons, Buccaneers, Commanders, uh, no. And we already know the Bears, Giants, Cardinals, and Panthers seasons are over. So that's where I'm sitting right now. I think we already have our NFC teams done. It's just going to be a matter of jockeying for position. One through seven. ML Sports Platter. That is your week twelve preview. And before that, of course, was our week eleven recap. It's all brought to you by our tremendous, tremendous friends over at the Allen Angus Pub, best darn in Angus burger in, in town. Before and after all the big events in Central New York, make sure you go to the Al and Angus Pub. Whether it's Q's Hoops, Crunch Hockey, all of your entertainment and music as well. Get on over to the Allen Angus Pub. Try all their beers on tap as well. They've got an awesome selection. The Allen Angus Pub is the official pub of the ML Sports Platter, and I do want to throw a quick tip of the cap. Thank you out there as well to Elevate Fitness of Syracuse, Camillo's Golf Club, and our friend Brian Conboy at Mass Mutual New York State. Go with Brian today. Get your financial future in order at advisors.massmutual.com. He's on Facebook. He's on LinkedIn. Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual. NewYorkStateAdvisors.MassMutual.com. And as I always tell you, enjoy the games. This is Joe Convertino Jr. at CH Insurance. Over the years, the Orange have set a great example of teamwork. And it's what we strive toward every day with our talented team, clients, and partners. Follow us on social media. Go SU. We're in your corner.